Here we go again. What up, good people? It's Brendan D. And this is What A Holds That Podcast. I know, I know, I know. I'm supposed to post on, on, on Saturday. I know. Forgive me. But I was on the road. I was on the road being productive. Okay. And I had to ask myself because I didn't I didn't get I got like three hours of sleep. I didn't have time to actually do the pod, even though I do it from my phone. And what what I'm giving you right now is a bunch of excuses. I understand that, but hear me out. I needed some sleep because I had to drive to Augusta from Temple, Georgia, which is two and a half hours from Augusta, um, Georgia. Actually, no, I had to go to South Carolina first. I had to go to um, like 60 miles away from Augusta in a spot called Graniteville. I don't know if it's Granite or Graniteville, South Carolina. I had to drive there. But I wanted to make sure I gave you something regardless this week, you know, and and, and, and I had to tell myself, Brandon, you're going to be on the road in 2022. You're going to be on the road in 2022. And you can't make I'm on the road an excuse. It's not a sufficient reason to not pod. So my apologies. And just for that, I'm going to do another one this week just for you. Just for you. So you'll get two in one week because I screwed you over by not posting on Saturday. But anyway, man, what's happening? I hope that you're having an amazing week. And because I didn't have anything really, really prepared, I said, you know what? Let me just go back into the vault and pull out something I had been working on anyway. My best friend and I, Anton Carter, we sat down a couple weeks ago and we had a genuine conversation. Because we discovered that we both had read a book called Winning. And that book was Revelation. Revelation. I can't even say the word right. That book was revolutionary for myself and him. And it was it was just really dope, man, that we read the same book, but we took away different things. And we was having a convo and I was like, hold on, man. This is a conversation that should be recorded. So that's what we did. We started recording the conversation. And here it is for you. Here is the conversation for you. So sit with this convo. Let's talk about it in the comments on uh, Spotify. Let's talk about it in the comments on Facebook. Let's talk about it in the comments on YouTube. Wherever you find me or follow me, let's talk about it. But until Saturday, I want you to sit with this pod sit with this conversation and when you get a chance go read the book winning because i mean it's 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 incredible and it's going to light a fire in your ass if you don't already have one and if you already have one it's going to quantify i said quantify i'm tripping i'm trying to sound smart i'm trying to sound smart but the shit ain't working (laughs) but it's going to quadruple that's what i wanted to say if you already have a fire it's going to quadruple the fire that you already have all right. So again, this is Brandon D telling you go listen or read the book Winning. And here's a conversation between my best friend, my brother, and I. Until Saturday, I bid you adieu. Where the hoes at? So sitting here with 
my good friend Anton Carter. Uh, I'll tell the people a little bit about Anton. I, this this is sum up our relationship. We played football together in, in high school, and he was a he's a year of school ahead of me, but a year younger than me. <laughs> right. So when Anton graduated, his uh, his senior year at his graduation, I broke down into uh, you know tears of sadness, man. And I was like, yo, he's leaving me. I I, I had I had a real breakdown because my best friend, my buddy was going on to bigger and better things and I was still going to be that bitch ass Berkmar. Yeah. Uh yeah man, but um that that I think that kind of sums up, you know, who who this guy is to me. Uh and we often have many a conversations about life, marriage, <clears throat> children, you know, man shit. Um and it turns out we both had read the same book and we were talking about this book and I was like, "Hold on, man. Let's talk about this book on the podcast." So today we're going to talk about the book Winning by Tim S. Grover, who's uh, the trainer for Michael Jordan. And when Mike retired, he was also the trainer for Kobe Bryant. And then uh, he started training another, well, a lot of other professional athletes. And uh, it was a great book, man. So let's do it, dog. What, what did you think about the book Winning? Man, so first of all, oh, hold on. Thank you, thank hold you on. For, uh... my, my bad, bro. Tell, tell the people where we're at right now. I'm oh, tripping. Man, let them know, bro. You're in the office, man. Hey, we are at the actual headquarters of Carter Insurance. This is where it all happens. We're at 1755 North Brown Road in beautiful Lawrenceville, Georgia. Um, we're across from Sugarloaf Mills Mall. You know, come on, get your policy. Go across the street, get you a, a little snack. Come on back and get your quote. It's that simple, man. It's that simple. Simple as that. What did you think about the about the book, bro? Oh man, the book was amazing. Yeah. To say the least. It puts you in a mind frame of people who have uh done it multiple times at at a high level and it just allowed for you to say, Hey, this is what they were thinking. That's what I was thinking. I can it's it's a difference. Yeah. It's a difference. The book fucked me up in a good way. Okay. In okay. a good explain way. Explain that, explain that. The book made made me wanna say, Hey, it made me wanna call my wife and be like, yo, I'm never coming home. I'm going to a comedy club <laughs> and I'm going to lock myself in there all day, every day. Like, it, it, because it, it kind of paints the picture of being obsessed with the thing that you're trying to accomplish, like the goal that you're trying to accomplish, locking in on that thing and not wavering or allowing anything or anybody to get in the way of that. No, I, I agree. Uh-huh. I agree. But on the back side of that, though, I have to think about the sacrifice that's not really spoken about. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it That sacrifice made me say, maybe there isn't a such thing as balance. If you're trying to obtain mm-hmm. something that is deemed great. You know what I mean? Like, if you're trying to get to a certain level of greatness, balance is almost non-existent. I agree. Yeah. I agree. And that's interesting, isn't it? <laughs> you, you tell yourself you want these things for a goal. Yeah. When you get to that degree of intense work ethic, does your goal change unknowingly? Does the reason you was doing it for change unknowingly? I, I think that's up to the different people. Alright, so for for me, you know, having a wife and kids, my why still didn't change. Like my why is still selfish. Let's talk let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. 
I still want to be great because I want to be great because I want to see my potential. I want to see the full aspects of how dope I can be. A lot of eyes and minds just now. A lot of eyes and minds has nothing to do with my wife and kids. It's not about I want to be the most supportive. Like I want to send them off to college. It has nothing to do with that. And I can honestly say that I want to see how fucking dope I can be. Earlier on in your career, mm-hmm. did 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 them were they a driving force to that goal though? Was it easy for you to say, hey, look, if I get the riches and fame from that, mm-hmm. that's what I can give back to y'all. Yeah, yeah, that's kind of like the trade off. It's like saying, hey, I'm out here doing this for you, right? But I also uh, several weeks ago, well, a couple months ago at this point, I was training for a fire department. And uh, we had to run a mile and a half in, well, I think 15 minutes, something like that. And I was going into my last lap. And, you know, I'm, I'm tired. And they can see it on my face. And they were like, hey, remember what, why you're out here doing it? Remember who you're doing it for? It's your wife and kids. And I thought to myself, man, fuck my wife and kids. <laughs> They're not out here running with me. <laughs> but it boils down to me that they are not the driving force in my ambition. They are uh, a byproduct of, you know, what pushes me, of course. They'll receive the material gain from when I get to a certain point. But to say, hey, they are my why, I mean, I know it sounds selfish, but I, I can say they are not my why. As a father, that sounds wild, but it's, it's, it's my truth, though. Doesn't sound wild. I have kids. Yeah. I love my kids to death. Yeah. Do I like them every day when I wake up? Nah, nah. But I love them to death. No, love them. Yeah, yeah. Love them. But, but yeah, man, you a wild boy. Yeah. yeah. You a wild boy. It can't be. Um. <laughs> like, even today, we, we were at the uh, at the table doing school, and we were learning anonyms, right? You know, what's what's the opposite of short, tall? What's the opposite of up, down? That word is antonyms, nigga. Nigga, and the name. Uh, <laughs> Annie and them. But uh, <laughs> we asked, uh, I asked Navi, what, I said, what's the opposite of, what was it? Uh, yeah, what's the opposite of fool? He said, hungry. And started laughing. Everybody at the table just started dying laughing. That's not the opposite of fool. It's empty. But the way he said hungry, it, the shit was hilarious. And in that moment, I'm like, man, I love these moments of just. Like family fun and laughter, but to say that that's my why, no, that's not my why. I appreciate those moments. I love those moments, but those moments are not my why. That's fair. Yeah, that's fair. I can write like that. Um, I thought a while back when I said, "Man," I said, "You know, I feel as though when you have kids, God is allowing you to mentor other souls that He brought into this universe. Mm-hmm. He wanted you to mentor those people." Yeah. Right. And that's why I look at, like, my kids. Like, I feel like those are just spirits that guys said they'd be a perfect man for you. Yeah. Right? So I can understand how now, after saying that, that that might not be your why. Because, you know, as long as you're still guiding and mentoring, I mean, you're still doing what you got to do. And they, they don't have to necessarily be your drive. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. What was a, what was a major takeaway uh, for you as far as, like, something that was said in a book that just... That struck you. You held on to it. 
can't remember remember exactly what was said, but it came down to success doesn't look like winning to everybody. All right, break that down. Goals that you have for yourself, which you deem successful, Mm -hmm. and when I do this, I've made it. Mm -hmm. Your best friend might see that same thing you're doing, but when you make it in your eyes, he still might look at you like, Alright. Like it, it's it's personal. Yeah. It is truly personal. Yeah. And that's why when you ever try to judge it by somebody else, like if I if I go to the gym and I'm doing my workout, you look at me like, yo, he working, right? Mm-hmm. I'm like, he picked he picked up the tens, I'm about to get the thirties on, right? Mm-hmm. I'm doing a whole another different workout of you, man. Yeah. Trying to get somewhere else. Yeah. You know, and but you don't even understand that this is this is this is one goal and I have three more after this. Yeah, in the same gym. You you looking at weights? I mean, you yeah, you looking at the the weight itself. I'm looking at the reps. So you know, and I and I say that to say you know, some people want a just a happy family, want to go home to a healthy, happy family every day. Some people want to have enough money so that they they people don't have to ask for nothing. Yeah. Some people want the fame, the things that come with it. Some people want the fame, but not the fame. Some people want the money, but not the fame. Yeah. You know, so it. Success truly looks different to everybody. Um, and I guess the funny thing is just how many people do you need to hear, do, do you need to hear say good job until you feel like you're successful? Mm. Who needs to be that person to tell you good job? When will you know? Yeah. Yeah. If well, I tell you you're funny compared to Eddie Murphy, will it make a difference? Yeah. 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 See, and it's different between... Like with basketball, Michael Jordan, like you, you championship, it's that's a stamp. That's an accomplishment. You can quantify that. Yeah, I exactly. Can see that. Yeah, it's tough with the arts because it's objective. Yeah, that's interesting, man. It's like when, when, yeah, damn, yeah. When have you made it? You know, when is enough enough? Is there ever enough? It's so crazy. I was listening to. Kevin Hart's podcast, uh, Comedy Gold Mines, okay. and he had an episode with Bob Saget, and this is a episode that came out. R.I.P. Bob Saget. Yes, R.I.P. Bob Saget. Okay. Um, it came out sometime last year, probably like maybe June, July, somewhere around there, and uh, and Kevin asked him. He said, "So, so when is enough? Like, when when do you think you?" ever stop doing stand-up he said I'm not I won't he said none of us really know when we'll stop doing stand-up until that day comes and we find out oh this is why what he's talking about is death right and you know he said how he was 64 and at this point in his career he's done all the raunchy stuff he said uh I can only do like four or five dick jokes now. Like, it's time for me to start talking about something else. And he said, 90% of my set has been dick jokes. He said, now I'm going to go to about 80. <laughs> right? But he was talking about seeing like Black Lives Matter, seeing the political climate, seeing the disparity in the world, where his where he wanted his content to go now, where he wanted his comedy to go now. He was like, there's something I need to give. Like, there's more in me. But then to see the aftermath, you know, months later he passes away. And it's like, wow, he didn't get a chance to get to his enough. 
He didn't get a chance to get to that place where he felt like, now I've done it. <clears throat> you know, you, you develop America's Funny Home Videos. You you are on, um, uh, God, dog, what's the name? Family Matters? No, that's, that's Steve Urkel. That is Steve Urkel. What is it? Uh, yeah, I just... Full house. Full house. There we go. You on full house, but and and now you're just at 64 at a point where like, okay, now I know what I'm supposed to do. So, yeah, it's like it's hard to say when when enough is enough, and that's the scary part. That's the scary part. Yeah, it's a huge fucking question mark right there. I think my my uh. My biggest takeaway or something I remember from from the book was uh, how he was talking about Kobe. He said uh, Kobe didn't allow fit, like his feeling of family to interfere with his goals. When he was around his his family, he was he was one hundred percent locked in with them. But when he wasn't. He was 100% locked into basketball and the study of basketball. And it's like, all right, you got to learn how to compartmentalize mm-hmm. in, in the things that you're doing. <laughs> oh, and, and even with this, he said people try to manage their time. And it's not about managing your time. It's about managing your focus. Because you could spend time doing a bunch of different things, but how focused are you in the thing that you're doing at that moment? And for me, that was a huge takeaway. Managing my focus, compartmentalizing the things that I'm doing when I'm doing those things. Nothing else matters except just that thing. You know, so if you're with family, just be with family. If you're working out, just work out. So I think that was my probably my biggest takeaway. That's powerful, and I hold that to be true. You know, uh, before I got into insurance, I was working at the Waffle House about 10, 11 years. Mm-hmm. And uh, a major thing was, you know, manage your time. Mm-hmm. But that translated back to when you got time with your family, spend time with your family. Because when work does call, you're going to be gone. Yeah. You know what I mean? So yeah. That, yeah, that that makes a lot of sense. And I like that. Yeah. That is a powerful takeaway. And, you know, for me, I'm at that place now where I'm starting I'm starting to get on the road now. <laughs> and the family, you know, they feel in some kind of way. But, hey, this is this is what we've been pre- preparing for. So, get ready. Have you been preparing? No, I have. Okay. I have. Okay. I've been claiming it. I've been saying it for the longest. Like, yo, I'm, I'm not going to be around. I'm not going to be around. And now it's here. So, I gave you time to get ready. So, uh... How long do you plan on being on the road for? Where can we look at? Where, where can we look at seeing you? Um, I'm, I think I'm gonna do a lot of pop up shows throughout the country this year. But one place you'll definitely see me is Dallas, <laughs> <laughs> Dallas, Texas. But uh, yeah, man, I'm I'm, I'm gonna do a lot of pop up shows uh, throughout the the remainder of this year. And hopefully, you know, 2023, I'm looking to have, like, a full-fledged tour. That's the goal, full-fledged tour. You know, if I can get caught on the road with me, that would be awesome. That would be awesome. We'll see. Yeah, that don't, that ain't, that ain't realistic. You, you can't be at a show. You can't be in Dallas. I hear you. I hear you. I hear you. You can't be in Dallas, so you can't be at a show, but, um... 
it, it, it would have to make money for it. To make sense. Exactly. If we can make it make sense, Carter would be there too. Yeah, I ain't gonna turn on no money. Yeah. Bill, man, I appreciate this talk. We've been trying to map this out for a minute. So, uh, it's pretty good. We're at 16 minutes right now. And like I said, I try to keep these at 20 to 30. 30 max. That, that it, it must be fire for me to be at 30, but try to keep these bad boys short. I, I appreciate you having me, brother. You just remember Carter Cares, Carter Insurance. Hit me at 404-997-0908 or 770-490-8840. I appreciate you. I love you. Gwinnett is great. <laughs> <laughs>